Welcome to MedHeads, the weekly show that brings a biopsychosocial focus to issues of the day, along with special guests who will showcase their expertise and enthusiasm about their field of practice. Your host, Dr. Fergal Armstrong. Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong and welcome to this episode of MedHeads. And today we have Aileen Toms, who is the Director of Primary Care and Innovation at a Regional Health Service. Hello Aileen, how are you? Hi Fergal, how are you today? I'm well, I'm well. So I thought today we'd talk about our, our common mutual passion, which is health promotion stroke lifestyle medicine. You, you lead the health promotion service in your regional health service, and I, and I passionately believe in lifestyle, and I'm pretty sure that there's a, a great similarity. So first of all, can you explain what is health promotion? Well, really, I think the question um, for us all is really thinking about what is health and well-being. And if you ask a 20-year-old what does good health mean to them, they're going to likely say a great-looking body, clear skin, good teeth, um, beautiful hair. Maybe they'll talk about how to, you know, how they want to excel in their sport or go to the gym or something like that, which is very different to someone who lives with a chronic disease or disability, who may describe good health as being a day without pain or being able to walk to the garden for a little walk around the garden. So um, health for many people is very relative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I once heard that, that uh, there was a definition of health as three things, not knowing who a GP was, an empty medicine cabinet and a used pair of running shoes. So I suppose in that regard, we're describing health as the absence of disease or dis-ease. But I'm not sure that's, I'm not sure that the absence of disease encompasses the, the domains of health that we are actually striving to achieve both in primary, uh, both lifestyle medicine and also in uh, preventative health. What do you think? Yeah, so, you know, WHO describes health as a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So it's been described as a condition or a state of well-being that's perhaps talking about being satisfied with life or being contented with the things that you have in your life. So health, in my, in my view, is that it's a resource for living. It's not the purpose of our lives. So it's it's a resource for living, but it isn't the purpose. I, I like that because one of the uh, one of the pillars of what I regard as lifestyle medicine is is actually having a purpose in life. So I suppose being healthy is a resource, not necessarily the purpose. What what do you how do you promote that in in health promotion? What kind of activities do you promote to achieve that purpose in life? Yeah, we certainly look at you know um, good health and uh, the different domains of whether it is around um, feeling positive in your own mindset, uh, being able to cope with life stressors, an ability to work productively, uh, realizing you know people's own. Uh, potential and being able to contribute to their own family and community life. So we we support a lot of different programs that also look at uh, the wider forces and systems that shape the conditions of daily living. So that's what's known yeah. as the social determinants of health. That's a very interesting and, segue into yeah. what are the determinants of ill health, what are the determinants of disease. I mean, I suppose it's important to understand the difference between a proximal and a distal cause. 
and health promotion lies in that space, doesn't it? What, what, what is that difference? How would you explain it? Yeah, so, you know, there are things that we can't change around uh, in, in our own makeup. So our natural biological variation is the things like our sex, our age, our genetic makeup. But the conditions in which people are born, learn, work, live, age, the wider forces, that's what uh, we describe as those uh, social determinants. So the distribution of money, power, wealth, and also thinking about our environments, like climate change is something that uh, we also have to consider now. So thinking about those ecological determinants of health. And some people have more of more of those resources. Uh, so the groups that we might work with in Cadiniashire that experience that social and health inequity include people that might come from a, a different background, a called background, or uh, they might be, you know, they might describe themselves in the LGBTIQ community, or Aboriginal people, or people with a disability. So. You know, it's these sorts of... Generally, those who are marginalised. Yeah, that's right, that, that, are, that are marginalised yeah. and they experience, you know, poorer access to services, to jobs. They might have a, a less ability to navigate the health system because their health literacy is poorer. Uh, so these are the yeah. kind of things that, um, you know, that health promotion uh, addresses. Yeah. I often think of... The determinants of health and uh, in terms of whether or not it's a distal or a proximal determinant i often think of a plane crash so what's the what the, the the absolute proximal determinant of a plane crash is the fact that there's not enough lift coming from the wings and therefore gravity is uh, causing the plane to fall out of the sky whereas the distal determinant of that situation could be an engine failure because the car mechanic didn't do the repairs right because he had a bad night's sleep because he had a fight with his wife. So actually the determinant of that accident, it all started out with a, with, um, with a fight from the wife. So it's important to understand, I suppose it's important to ask the question why. So, I mean, if we take an example like smoking, so we know that people from low, lower socioeconomic backgrounds smoke. Well, the first question is why, you know, why is it that people need to, is it something to do with health literacy and if it's if if there is an issue with health literacy why is there a health issue issue with health literacy is it because that they don't speak english well why don't they speak english is it because they're an immigrant that hasn't been supported well why haven't they been supported when they've come into this country why haven't they been given the the, the equitable access to services so therefore you tend to kind of I suppose you expand the envelope of responsibility when you start analysing the the distal determinants of health. Because we start that does, to look I believe, at come into health promotion. Yeah, that's right. So we start to look at those environments and what are the causes of the causes, and uh, the causes of the causes. Yes. Yeah, you know. So think, and 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 definitely the old saying about an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. So I think that. Yeah you know, health services are not necessarily where we go when we have a problem with our, uh, they're where we go when we have a problem with our health, isn't it? But we don't go necessarily yeah. there when we're well. Yeah, 
or when we don't realize that we're unwell, or when we're at, I suppose, when we, when we don't realize that we have risk factors for illness. When we don't realize we have risk factors for disease, yes. And I think that, you know, many yeah. medical practitioners do encourage and practice that primary prevention, as you've said, that lifestyle medicine, uh, an early intervention to get on top of these, um, these modifiable yeah. risk factors, such yeah, as yeah. tobacco well, well, use and harmful alcohol consumption or... Physical inactivity, high blood pressure, obesity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Those are risk factors that, that need to be addressed. Uh, and I suppose I think about the, the, the pillars of lifestyle medicine when I'm thinking about these risk factors. I think about what I call the three F's and the three S's. So I would say the feet, the fork, the fingers, sleep, stress management, socialization. So the feet, exercise, we need to promote the benefits of exercise. Everybody needs to be active. The fork, diet, we need to pay attention to what we're eating and we need to eat more of the more nutritious foods and less of the processed foods in our diet. Then the fingers, so we need to stop uh, smoking, we need to moderate our alcohol and we need to abstain from other illicit drugs. Sleep, we all need seven to nine hours sleep a night, good quality sleep. Stress management, we know that stress causes disease, it causes heart disease, it causes diabetes, it causes obesity, it causes death. So we need to reduce the stress in our lives and then socialization. We all need good, meaningful relationships that allow us and facilitate the engagement with purposeful activities. John Donne, the poet, said, no man is an island in and of himself. Well, that was true back then. It's even more so now true because we're now living in the time of COVID where our ability to actually form meaningful relationships is very, very curtailed. I mean, is, does that, does that, how does that fit in with your view of health promotion? Absolutely, Fergal. I agree that it's very much a healthy lifestyle not only affects your physical body, but it affects, uh, it impacts your attitude to life, your mental state, your emotional state, your mood, your spiritual well-being. Yeah. So if, yeah. uh, if, it, if you're doing something that makes you feel better mentally, whether it's, you know, regular exercise or um, meeting with a friend, going to the park or being in a natural setting that just uplifts your spirits, then you will be yeah. more likely to spend time in that environment. You'll be more likely to exercise, yeah. um, you know, things like... Uh, Eat, eating junk food, but if your motivations may be that you need to save money, then maybe that's what you would actually target. Um, because, you know, uh, eating drunk, junk food, sugary drinks, alcohol, they're all expensive habits. So it's maybe tapping into something that seems quite uh, tangent to what the, the, um, the risk factor that you see as a medical uh, or a health promotion practitioner. Um, so they, they're the kind of things that, you know, um, you know, being able to take control of your own life does in some ways help to um, empower you. But yeah. I guess it's, you know, it sounds easy, but, <laughs> you know, there, there's just so much information for people around what to eat, yeah. how to exercise, how to live and achieve that ha healthy life. But yeah. it's, um, there's lots of obstacles in people's way. So Aileen, what do you think the obstacles are, as you've mentioned, to, uh, to accessing these kind of health interventions? I think that, that there are a lot of obstacles for people and that, um, you know, it's, it's really thinking about chunking things down, taking some of your yeah. old habits. What do you mean by that? So make, make small steps. Try not, don't think yeah. that you're going to change your whole life in one fell swoop. 
chunk yeah. it down into something that's manageable for you. And if it is about yeah. swapping out a unhealthy meal once you know once a day, maybe you do tend to stop off and pick up some junk food. Swapping that out by yeah. making a healthy sandwich for yourself instead of the unhealthy food. So start with just some small steps that you can do. If you need to think about perhaps going for a walk, make it uh, achievable for the first little while. Walk, set yourself small goals to the letterbox, up the hill, rather yeah. than trying to think that you're going to start on the marathon. So what I'm hearing from you, Aileen, is actually you need to make the tasks achievable the, the goals need to be smart you know they need to be specific and achievable goals that need to be applied over time and i said to what extent do you think the personal accountability falls into this idea of, of, of getting people across the finish line in terms of accepting this message yeah so it's, i think it's a i think it's a mixture i think the environments definitely need to be supportive and that's where governments yeah. and um you know different levels of things because a lot yeah. of the um, changes that people need to make are very difficult if they live in an environment that's not conducive to those things. So certainly governments can certainly do a lot of things in around creating walking paths, safe tracks, choosing some, but I think certainly the people themselves have to want to make the change as well and yeah. want to stay, you know, so they can use tactics to stay motivated or connecting with other people getting a buddy to walk yeah. with really helps to yeah. connect you in and that will really help and it's it's with everything if you have another person that can help to keep you on yeah. track whether it's a partner yeah. someone to discuss or cook with your meals these are the things yeah. that can help and also maybe giving yourself a little reward of something it doesn't have to be food if you're trying to lose weight yeah. it can be a reward of another kind to keep you motivated yeah. and on track so part of health promotion and indeed part of lifestyle medicine is actually understanding and uh, the, the change management process and also the development of motivational strategies to facilitate that change management as you've discussed so Aileen, we've heard a lot about, you know, what is health promotion, what needs to happen in health promotion, what are the obstacles, what are the barriers, what you can do to actually make those first steps. What's your final message of hope for today's episode? So Farrell, I think my tips are love, you, love yourself, value yourself, move your body, yeah. watch your portions yeah. and stay connected yeah. to friends and family. I couldn't have put it better myself. Aileen, thanks so much for your time and expertise tonight. I really, really look forward to chatting with you again very soon in greater detail on these topics. Thank but you. Tonight, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.